let's talk about seven simple strategies that you can use whenever you're feeling pulled in a million directions or you're just stretched way too thin. In today's world, motherhood is like juggling fire. There are so many things to keep in the air and if anything falls, it's just like everything comes crashing down around us. We have so many expectations put on us from you need to stay home with your kids or if you send them to daycare, well, you're not even raising your kids. If you're pregnant, well, maybe you guys should have waited. If you're not pregnant, when are you guys going to have kids? Like, There is so many expectations that the world puts on us and it just makes motherhood so hard and it's we like most of us can't even enjoy it because we are trying to live up to everyone's expectations but it is time to start living up to your expectations and that's why I'm offering 30 minute power planning sessions to get you back in control of how you're spending your time how you're spending your energy and how you want to spend your life so go ahead to the description and click the link for a 30 minute power planning session there are only five available because I have very limited time I'm a stay-at-home mom with two kids under five so I want to do this to help you get back in control of your life because I realize all of the expectations that are put on us. And sometimes you just need someone who's been there, done that, or is going through it with you to walk this path along with you and guide you through your journey so that you can take control over how you're spending your time, your energy, and how you truly want your life to flow. So if you've been feeling overwhelmed, pulled in a million directions, stretched too thin, then you are definitely going to want one of these power planning sessions while they are still available. So go ahead and grab yours and I'm going to help you take control over your life. Welcome to the Smart Productive Mom Podcast. My name is Lucretia and I want to help you be more productive and present without stressing about housework. I'm spilling all the tea on how to take that overwhelm out of motherhood so let's dive into all the juicy goodness. As moms, many of the roles we play could include caregiver, employee or entrepreneur, we're partners, we're friends, like we're siblings, like we have so many different roles that we're expected to play and we're always expected to be on, like we're expected to always be available. So if someone calls and you don't answer, they're upset that you didn't answer their call and that you weren't available whenever they wanted you to be available. Or if they text you, if someone comments on your post on Facebook or on TikTok and you don't respond, then they might feel some type of way that you didn't respond when they expected you to. And so it's really hard to take breaks, especially when you are used to being this people pleaser and you want people around you to be happy, but you also need yourself to be happy. And another thing we're expected to do is to be able to balance work with family time and keeping up with the housework and all of that stuff. And many times we're mostly doing it alone. And so if anything falls apart, like overlapping schedules, you have two different things to do at 3 p.m. You're supposed to be dropping your daughter off at gymnastics practice, but you guys also had a doctor's appointment scheduled. Like now, like which one do you do? And now 
you know, it falls on you because now your daughter's upset that she can't go to gymnastics, but you're like, hey, you really need to go to the doctor. So now you are the bad guy. And so it just, there's so many things that fall on our shoulders and that we're carrying so much weight all of the time. And those situations can lead to a lot of guilt and frustration, overwhelm, because we do feel like we need to be this perfect mom And the constant overwhelm from trying to juggle everything can end up leading to burnout or even health issues. Like you can start having these negative impacts on your health because you're constantly stressed. So all of that stress can begin to affect your heart because your heart is overworking or it can start affecting your head like you're getting migraines and headaches frequently. So being constantly overwhelmed and constantly stressed can have negative impacts on your health as well. And not to mention just the physical symptoms, but also the mental toll that it not only takes on you, but then our kids can start picking up on that tension that we're carrying and all of that stress and overwhelm. And they begin to feel the stress and overwhelm too. So they'll start saying things like, I have a tummy ache when they're just really stressed out too because they're picking up on how we're feeling. And so that's why it's so important to make sure that we are not juggling everything, but we're being okay with letting some of the balls fall and that we're not trying to do everything alone and that we are setting these examples for our kids so that they know that they don't have to juggle everything. And that's something I really try to work on with my two girls is showing them that they don't have to do all of these things. Like they don't have to be the only one cleaning up the house. They don't have to be the only one cooking all of the time. They don't have to be the only one doing all of the parenting. So I am trying to be that role model for them so that whenever they grow up, that they can see that, okay, my dad did the dishes. My dad would cook dinner. My dad changed diapers. And so we're trying to show them like it's not all supposed to fall on the mom and that we don't want you to be in a relationship with someone who expects you to do all of that and to do it all alone. We want them to be in a partnership. And so that's why we try our best to create that dynamic within our partnership so they will have that example to fall back on. So if you are feeling like, yes, all of this sounds great, I would love to do that, but how do I start? That's exactly why I created the power planning sessions to help you figure out how to start. But in the meantime, I do have seven small ways for you to take control over your time so that you are no longer feeling like you're being pulled in a million directions. Strategy number one is called the two minute rule. And this was made popular by David Allen, who was the creator of getting things done. And so the two minute rule says that if something takes less than two minutes, then go ahead and do it and get it over with. And I try to live by this because I am a procrastinator and I will see the dust bunnies in the entryway in the corner and I will just keep walking past them. And every time I see them, I'm like, oh, I should pick those up. And then I just move on with my life. And then later on, I walk by them again. I'm like, oh, crap, I didn't pick those up. And then I move on with my life again. <laughs> and I will do that for like three weeks until finally I just pick them up like randomly. So I have been trying to practice this where if something takes less than two minutes, I just go ahead and do it and get it over with because 
if I don't go ahead and get it over with, I'm constantly thinking about it. Like when I'm sitting on the couch watching Netflix, I'm like, oh man, I should go pick up those dust bunnies real quick. And then I don't do it because my show on Netflix is like really good. (laughs) So I just think about it and then I move on. But the thought keeps playing in my head. And instead of getting it done, it's like crowding my brain. Like I keep thinking about it and it keeps popping up in my head. So if you just go ahead and follow the two minute rule and get the the simple quick task done, then that can reduce. First of all, it'll you'll have less of these little small tasks to get done. And then second of all, it won't be crowding up space in your brain. So that'll free up mental space to think about other more important things than picking up the dust bunnies in the entryway. Strategy number two to take back control of your time is to use batching. And so batching is whenever you group similar tasks together. Sorry, I just hit my microphone. I don't know if you didn't hear that, but is batching is when you group similar tasks together and then you tackle them like together as one thing. So let's say that you need to vacuum. While you are vacuuming the floor, you're going to go ahead through the house and just vacuum the rest of the floors instead of just vacuuming this one room and putting it away. And then the next day you have to pull it out again and vacuum another room. When you're batching, you just go ahead and get it all over with. So just go ahead and just vacuum all the floors Another example of batching could be like preparing meals for the week on a Sunday. So this can be super helpful. I personally do not do this because (laughs) I'm more spontaneous with my meals. Um, If I plan them in advance, like I just don't want to eat them. So I usually just like plan the day before and that way I know if I need to go to the store the next day. The evening before, I'll figure out what I want to eat for the next day. And then that morning, I can get up and go to the store early in the morning, or I'll figure out if I already have all this stuff at home and we can do that. But I try to at least be a day ahead of my planning. But if you wanted to prepare for the entire week, that could save you a lot of time and frustration throughout the week. So that would be considered batching. Another example of batching could be running errands on a specific day. So you could just make your grocery list on one day, go grocery shopping on another day. So you're batching that task, but you're breaking it up over a few days. So you sit down, make your grocery list one day, the next day you actually go shopping, and then the day after that you could prepare your meals in advance. So you are just batching tasks that you're doing over a period of different days. And so that can lessen how much pressure and how much time things take. Because if you're trying to make your grocery list, go grocery shopping, prepare all the meals in one day. That can be super stressful stressful and overwhelming. But if you break those tasks up over the course of like three to five days, then it's less stressful and you've still planned ahead so you know what to expect. Strategy number three is taking a digital detox. And this could be as simple as having a specific time of the day where you just don't use your phone, you don't use your iPad, your laptop, anything, TV, like you are just being one with the world. (laughs) Like You're just going back to the old times, slow living, where we're not consumed with all of our electronics. So just having like, even if you're just doing it for like, you know, I'm going to take 30 minutes with no electronics and I'm just going to read a book. Like doing a digital detox can really ground you 
and help you feel less overwhelmed because you're not comparing yourself to other people and your brain isn't being flooded with all of this negativity from like political news and you know all of that stuff so there are certain times throughout the day where we do a digital detox as a family so whenever we are sitting down to eat lunch we typically try to do this like one to two times a week where we turn the TV off, we all sit down together as a family and we eat lunch and we chit chat and we just unplug from the outside world and actually enjoy the little family that we've created. So we'll do that together as a family. And then there are times when I do my personal digital detox where I'm just not using my phone, I'm not watching TV, I'm not doing any of that. I'm just like reading a book or just playing with my kids without all of the distractions distractions around us. And even if you don't do like a full-blown digital detox where you're not using any electronics, sometimes just deleting certain apps that are very time-consuming can be helpful too. Like on the weekends, there are times when I'll delete like TikTok, Instagram, Facebook. I'll delete all of those off my phone so I'm not tempted to use them over the weekend. And that frees up a lot of my time because I'm not just mindlessly scrolling through social media, doing the doom scroll where you just, you don't even know what you're looking at. (laughs) You're just scrolling because your brain likes the dopamine. So I will delete certain social media apps off of my phone so I'm not tempted to use them. And that'll free up a lot of time throughout my weekend to be more present with my family and focus on more important things. The fourth simple way to take back control over your time is to have a family communication hub. So this is a central location in your home, like the kitchen or the living room, um, where you have like a whiteboard or some type of chalkboard, some type of family calendar where everyone can jot down their schedules, any needs, any tasks that they have, or you know anything they need that's coming up for the next week or the next month. This way you'll have like a visual tool so everyone's on the same page. So we have our whiteboard in the kitchen and I put things on there like important things that I need to get done like refilling out our insurance paperwork or stuff like that. I'll put that on there so every time I walk into the kitchen (laughs) I can see it on the whiteboard. I write down all of our appointments And if I do know what I'm going to eat or if I've been craving something, I will write it on the whiteboard just so I don't forget (laughs) because I'll be like, ooh, I really wanted to eat something this week, but I can't remember what it was. So I'll go ahead and write it on the whiteboard and that way the family can see Well, my husband, he's the only one that can read. Uh, My kids can't read yet, but I'll write it on the whiteboard so that my husband can see like I'm planning on having going to whatever restaurant or something this week. And then he can decide if whenever if he wants it to. So he'll know the plan as well. But having a central location, so like a family communication hub has been so beneficial especially for me because I will constantly forget things that are coming up. And so it's great to just have that reminder multiple times a day. Like, so anytime I'm going to the kitchen, that's the first thing I see is the whiteboard with our calendar and all my important stuff that I need to get done. So it's great to have that constant visual reminder of, okay, yeah, so-and-so has an appointment on Thursday or, okay, yeah, I need to fill out that paperwork. So I'll keep remembering to do it until eventually I (laughs) will get it done. Strategy number five to take 
back control of your time is to delegate with purpose. And this just means that you recognize that not every task requires your personal touch. Like you don't have to be the one doing everything. So I have gotten very, very good at delegating (laughs) because I was so overwhelmed. I was incredibly stressed and I was not the mom that I wanted to be because I was so overwhelmed and stressed and I was not happy with the wife that I was, with the mom that I was. I wasn't calling people back because I was just so overwhelmed that I just didn't want to talk to anyone. And so I learned to start delegating in order to protect my mental health, protect my peace, and figure out who I am. And I can't figure out who I am if I'm always cleaning and cooking and taking care of everyone. So a few things that I like to delegate or hand off the responsibility is the laundry. My husband will, he puts the laundry in the washer and the dryer, and then I put it away. He does the dishes and I, and he cleans the kitchen and I will clean the living room and pretty much the rest of the house. Um, My kids, so I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. They pick up their toys when they're done playing with them. I do not clean up after them. They put away the groceries when we're done grocery shopping. They help unload the dishwasher. So we are a very collaborative family and that was very intentional. That was on purpose. I did not want to be the one responsible for doing everything. That did not make me happy and my happiness matters. So having family help with all of these tasks where we are collaborating on taking care of our home as a team has freed up a lot of space in my day to figure out what I enjoy doing besides watching Netflix. The sixth way that I'm able to take control over my time is that I prioritize self-care and I have self-care slots. So what this means is that I have specific, not necessarily time where like I'm going to do this at 3 p.m., but a specific period in the day that is dedicated purely to me recharging. And I will tell my husband like, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I just need a mental health day and so I will take some time and I'll go take a bath or I'll just go sit in the room and read a book or I'll come in my office and work on some things because my business does help with my self-care because like doing this podcast and being able to express myself is very beneficial for my self-care. So I will just have a like a time throughout the week where I'm like, okay, on Sunday when the baby takes her nap, instead of working, I'm going to take a bath. So I'll just know when I'm going to do some things for self-care, even if that's just like, you know, a hobby or just having a quiet coffee break, whatever it is. But those moments are so important to just rejuvenate and recharge my battery so that I can show up as the person that I want to be. And the seventh way to take control over your time is to do a time audit. So this just means for one week, you're going to track how you are spending your time each day. So whenever you are sitting on your phone, scrolling through TikTok, you're going to track that. Whenever you're cooking dinner, you're going to track that. And then at the end of the week, you are going to look back at your time audit to see how you are spending your time. Because what I have noticed from talking to, I don't even know how many moms in our community, is that 
we're not as busy as we think we are. (laughs) What this means is that there are times when I talk to moms and they're like, well, I've been cleaning and I was cooking and I had to do this and I had to do that. And then I'm like, okay, so how much time did you spend on social media today? And they look at their screen time and they've spent eight hours on TikTok. <laughs> like, okay, so I the reason you're feeling so busy is because TikTok is like your full-time job. <laughs> so maybe if we cut that maybe like by half, so just spend like four hours instead of eight, maybe you won't feel so busy because first of all, you'll have less screen time, which you won't have all of that dopamine floating around and you won't have all of those really fast hits of, you know, news and laughter and sad things. And, you know, your brain is just like, hold on, what's going on? First, we're looking at this. Now we're looking at this. Okay, now this is funny. Okay, this was sad. Like, it's just a lot of information going into your brain at one time. So maybe if we just cut that information by half, you probably won't feel so mentally exhausted at the end of the day. And so that doesn't mean like, instead of like, you know, you're cutting four hours off of TikTok and now you're supposed to fill those four hours with like cooking and cleaning and stuff. Like, no, that's not what that means. It just means like, instead of spending eight hours on TikTok, let's spend four hours on TikTok and maybe like read a book or just like chill with your kids or, you know, do something where it's just not as overstimulating. Whenever I do my time audits, I like to use Google Calendar. It is free and I will just go in there and put in like everything I do as an event. So whenever you get into Google Calendar, you'll see what I'm talking about. But I'll just add an event like scroll through TikTok and I'll put whatever time I started. And it's usually it defaults to I think an hour. So I'll just go ahead and just push OK. And then once I'm done scrolling through TikTok, I'll go back into that TikTok event and then I'll put the actual time that I stopped. If you want to do this, we can do that on the power planning session to help you do a time audit if you are interested to see how you are really spending your time. So that's one thing we can discuss during your power planning session if you want to do that. But definitely time audit of how you are spending your time throughout the week. Just track as much as possible. I know you may not be perfect at it. That's fine. You just want to track as much as possible just so you can get an overview of how you are actually spending your time. So those are the seven ways that are super simple that you can use today to start taking control over how you are spending your time. And if you don't take anything else from this episode, I really want you to start delegating because that was the major key for me to really free up a lot of my time because I wasn't constantly cooking and doing all of the cleaning and keeping track of, you know, everything going on. Like I actually was able to delegate those tasks to my family because this is our home It is a collaboration. It is a partnership amongst us. It's not just for me to do everything. Handing off those tasks really freed up a lot of my time so that I could do more of the things that I wanted to do. Your one homework activity is to delegate at least one task today. So instead of you doing the laundry, maybe someone else can do it. Instead of you putting away the laundry, maybe your kids can put away their own laundry and then Another thing to think about too is if it's too difficult for them to do it themselves, then let's create a a way for them to learn how to do it so that you don't have to do it. So that was one thing we did instead of folding clothes because my kids, they 
don't fold their own clothes. Instead of doing that, we just use bins and they're able to just throw the clothes in the bins and that way they can put away their own clothes and they don't have to depend on me. So I want them to be more independent. I don't want everyone to be depending on me to do everything. So whenever you delegate tasks off to your family, that will really help you figure out ways that you can simplify these tasks so that everyone can do them and it's not just you doing it all. If you feel like you're gonna need help with any of this process or if you just need help planning out your day, setting boundaries, any of those things, let's do a power planning session. At the time of this recording, there are only five spots available. So if you are wanting to do that where I'm going to help you organize your time, create these simple routines, set boundaries, delegate to your family. If you're wanting help and support with that process, grab your power planning session. The link is in the description and I cannot wait to help you take back control of your time, take back control of your energy and just take back control of your life. I can't wait to get on a call with you. I'll chat with you soon. Thank you so much for listening to the Smart Productive Mom podcast. If you found this information helpful, please leave a written review so more moms can find this show. And if you want to connect with the super moms in this community, come hang out with us in the Smart Productive Mom Facebook group. I can't wait to connect with you. See you there.